just because everyone else is doing it is not a good enough reason for me. Uh, so it really made me question a lot of things and I'm sort of grateful for having that. In this episode of the Voltura Game Show Podcast, you will discover adapting a positive mindset, seeking discomfort, yes or no, job versus business, which one is the best? Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys and welcome to the sixth episode of the Voltura Game Show. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times so that the audience, you, can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new and interactive way. My name is Alexandru and I'm your host today. Today our guest is Josh Bender. With more than 68,000 followers, Josh Bender established himself as an influencer on Instagram. He's a world-leading travel blogger and photographer that traveled to more than 70 countries and learned a lot along the way. This is how the Forever Break was born. Forever Break is an online travel and lifestyle magazine created by Josh and Jacinta Bender after they decided to escape the high-stress, to-do list-dominated lifestyles Western culture. Now, Josh spent his life traveling the world, learning how other cultures live, laugh and love, and sharing his experiences along the way. He also started a podcast that features experts in mindfulness. Why? To provide you to escape the mundane and pursue your dreams. Isn't that fun and nice? Hi, hey, Josh. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much, Alexander. Love being here. Thank you. And I'm, I'm actually curious, Josh, like what brings you here? What, uh, what are you curious to discover? What makes you excited to come? Yeah, I just love chatting to people and uh, sharing some ideas and learning about things and always have an open mind. And uh, I, was, I received a message from you when you reached out to me and thought this sounds a bit different, being involved in a, a game show. So I thought, all right, check it out. And uh, it looks pretty cool so far. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, you allow yourself to, to try a new opportunity and to try something. I got that you, you were curious and like, okay, let's, let's try it. This is something new, a game show. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're going to have fun today playing the Voltura game. All right. Okay. So I guess I get to win money at the end of it. Is that how it works? Maybe, maybe. Maybe we're going to have a prize. <laughs> okay. Good. Perfect. Okay, Josh. So this is the Voltura game, right? And how hey. Psst. One second. Before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please write us a review on Apple iTunes? This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, go to voltura.co slash podcast or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let's start the show. Okay. And how we're going to start the game is by rolling the dice. So I'm going to roll the dice and you please tell me when to stop. Okay. All right. Stop. Okay. So it's two. Yeah. That's the purple, uh, maroon card. It's the brown card, right? Brown card. Brown. There's a picture of a um, a clock or a watch, and it says, "How does this image make you feel? Connect this feeling with the pointed area on the wheel." Mm-hmm. So it's a pocket like watch, a, right? No. Yeah. Hmm, okay, I'd say the pocket watch. Um, it reminds me of a feeling of time of, uh, you know, we have limited time each day and limited time in our lives on this planet. So it gives me a sense of purpose and makes me feel like uh, a sense of urgency. Mm. 
So purpose and uh, urgency. Yeah. Okay. So you do I pick a spot on the wheel? Okay, yeah. The next step. Look, you already know the, the next step. Good. <laughs> Is this in the way? So I'm gonna spin the wheel. Tell me when to stop. <laughs> stop. Money. <laughs> mm, okay. So, so a sense of purpose and urgency with uh, relating to money. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it's a very interesting uh, topic. It happened to come up in our uh, podcast in season one. We had an episode just focused around money. And um, my personal take on it is that money in and of itself is meaningless. Uh, it's just a symbol. And often I think that people can wrap up their minds and their lives in the pursuit of money and it's kind of a hollow, uh, a hollow thing to do. Is there's no real destination. You can't really arrive. It doesn't really bring um, what someone really wants, which is contentment on the inside. Um, so, it's, it's in terms of purpose, I actually see um, understanding the you know a healthy relationship with money, understanding its place, and um, that has a lot to do with uh, you know prioritizing what really is important and, and uh, giving back everything else in life a sense of urgency and a sense of importance. So that's kind of how I see money fitting into that. Okay. And um, so wh what I heard is that you related with something that happened in your first uh, episode in the podcast. But what exactly about that is uh, related with urgency and sense of purpose? Urgency. Well, I guess most people feel like they have to keep on earning more money and so that they can either pay the bills. Um, for me personally, I don't have a sense of urgency. Obviously, I need to make sure there's, there's food on the table and the lights are on and, uh, you know, costs are covered. But uh, I try to focus more so my time on things that will, uh, that I'm passionate about, that I love doing. And then for, when I'm good at it, the money will flow from that place. So. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's an interesting topic, money, because I think a lot of people have uh, ideas attached to it about how it's so important. But um, yeah, leaving so many other important topics just sort of get put by the wayside. So um, to me, it's quite a powerful symbol um, of where I've come from uh, years ago, where money was quite an important thing to where I am now. And it's... Uh, a lot less important thing. I think I've got a better sense of priorities in my life. Mm. Okay, good. So the next step is questions. Okay, okay. so I, I have a question for you, Josh. Um, if we have to, to, to go back to that moment, what about that was, um, let's say, a sense of urgency and purpose? Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, initially, when I thought about traveling long term, um, it was something that I just thought I'll put off until I retire, until I'm in my 60s, mm -hmm. and then I'll travel then. And I realised after thinking about it that a lot of people don't get that long. Uh, they might die earlier. You know, there's no guarantee how long you're going to live. And so it's really to make each day count, I felt a sense of urgency and I didn't want to put off something until I was older, until I did, might, may not have the same quality of health. Um, my body might not be as strong, so why not? do these things now and I, I, had, I had a sense that travel was going to change me as who I am to um, so I see the world in a different way I see myself in a different way 
and I'd rather have that earlier on in life than at the very end of it. Um, so I guess that created a sense of urgency. It's like not, not putting off life, not waiting until, you know, everything is just, you know, in this box, but saying, all right, I'm willing to, um, you know, tip my life upside down and, and change things. And, um, and it's, in my mind, paid off. That's, that sounds really, really interesting. And I'm looking at, it was, it was something like um, a frustration in the middle, like, like something, oh, I'm done of doing this. I just want to do something more. Or it was like, oh, I wish I, would, I could do that. And then boom, the urgency was like, hey, like in 10, 20, 50 years, you're going to die. What you're going to do, right? Something like that. So what, what, what was that? That's what uh, I'm looking yeah, that, that's exactly the sense of, you know, I can do this now. It seems a little bit mm -hmm. uh, unusual. At the time, definitely was. There's more and more people doing this sort of thing now. Um, and so I was willing to go against the grain. Um, I, at the time, I ran my own business. Um, financially, it was fairly successful. Um, had a good car and house, all the rest of that. And, you know, society tells you you're sort of expected to do certain things. And uh, I didn't feel like it brought much satisfaction. It didn't really, you know, when, you, when I stopped and thought about it, I thought it doesn't really make any sense. But just because everyone else is doing it is not a good enough reason for me. Uh, so it really made me question a lot of things. And I'm sort of grateful for having that, that time to reflect and sort of change the trajectory of my life. Yeah. And, and, the, and the spinner, which is on the money at the moment, has a lot to do with that because... Uh, you know, when you're supposed to be told you earn a certain amount of money, everything's supposed to be happy and you're meant to feel content and fulfilled. But even with the money, I was working very hard and it didn't bring the kind of uh, satisfaction that I was told it should bring. Mm. Uh, and so I looked where I could really find that and I looked inside and I think that's where that kind of journey started from. Okay. okay. Thank you, Josh. Good. Mm -hmm. uh, you've done your round. Now let's proceed to the next period, which is me. Let's see what the game prepared for me today. Da, 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 da. All right, so the dice is spinning. Five. Ooh, five. So we have the brown card. Okay, give a speech about your last success. Da, 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 da. In friendship? Oh. I had, okay. I had the same <laughs> question at the third episode, I think. <laughs> exactly the same. It was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and what I said is that um, um, my last success in friendship was that right now I decided to uh, create collaborations and to create friendships using uh, LinkedIn. You know, before I saw LinkedIn as just as um, you know a tool for companies to come and pick uh, the uh, employee and to. Um, you know, like, like uh, I, I saw them like like a sick, like, come on, come be with us. You know, I'm going to go and take you from there. So I was like, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I don't want to be on that thing. Uh, but now I like, I, let's say, open my eyes and uh, I see LinkedIn difference. So the success that in friendship is, is more in collaboration, but it's still friendship uh, is, yeah, I started to use um, the resource that normally I wouldn't use. Okay. It's, right. Yeah. Interesting. So if I'm understanding right, you're talking about um, a more general um, sense of friendship that you've built out of uh, LinkedIn. Can you think of a specific individual that you've 
being able to strike up a friendship or a specific uh, person that you met through LinkedIn? Uh, and then how did that turn out? You. Yeah, every, I think, yeah, till now. So we are on the sixth episode and everyone that was on, on this, um, I connected with them for LinkedIn. So I see LinkedIn really valuable in this um, context. And I'm, I'm looking to uh, approach people that, as I said, I, they are already successful or they are on their path to be successful, right? So otherwise, we, we can't say we bring the best minds of our times. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> It'll be like, okay, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a success for me. And uh, yeah. And that's it. <laughs> well answered. So, All right, so it's my turn to roll. Yeah. Okay, go for it. And stop. Okay, five. Five. Another brand card. Inspire. Inspire us. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. What are your beliefs? Okay. Let's and see. now spin it. And stop. Oh, there we go. <laughs> ah. Friendship. That one looks familiar. <laughs> so what are my beliefs regarding friendship? Ooh, I like these questions. They're really good questions. Make you really stop and think. Um, friendships. It's one of those things that you can tell a lot about someone, you know, within a short period of time, if you're fairly intuitive. As I tend to find myself like that. But sometimes you don't really know uh, what your friends are like until the pressure's on or until there's a challenge. And then you can really see who sticks by you through thick and thin and, you know, who's really got your back and, and that kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's common in our society, I think, that people tend to be very self-centred or just looking out for themselves. It's just a product of our society being very self-centred and, and individualistic. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, valuing friendships, uh, I have some... Uh, a small number of friends that I've, you know, been close with for a long time. And, and I, it's a two-way kind of uh, thing. I can invest in them and they can invest in me. And, and so my beliefs in friendship are, you know, sometimes life brings people that cross your path and you don't quite expect it. So um, the main thing is always looking after the people who, you know, take the time to get to know the real you or me and, um, and really you know, look after them and not just treat them like they're disposable because it's so common in our society. Everything is, you know, from clothing to food, you know, it's, it's all very fast and disposable. And, and so we kind of can easily lose that um, value for quality friendships. And the people that we surround ourselves with, I believe, uh, really decide who we become. Um, I recall a saying that said, if you look at your five closest people in your inner circle, then that will determine who you'll be, you know, in three to five years' time. So choosing to bring those sort of people um, can make all the difference. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So you believe that um, basically it, it says like you are the sum of five people around you. And uh, okay. So questions. Hmm. Um, 
I want here like to to relate a little with your background, right? Like the, the travel traveler. So if let's say your best friend wants to um, not not something like critical, like I want you to to go and, and pick me up or something, but once you want a favor for you, what what would you do? You would like uh, fly back from Europe to let's say Australia, or what would you? I would. Do? I think good friends are hard to find, and it's important to look after them, uh, regardless of where they are. And in my case, if I happen to be on one side of the world and they're on the other, then it's it's definitely worthwhile. Um, you know, dropping everything and flying. Uh, I've done that for my wife. Uh, she's my best friend as well, and. Uh, when there was a need and we stopped our travel plans and we had to go somewhere, we, we literally did. So that's, um, yeah, I think there's nothing more important in this world than people. Um, you know, a travel itinerary, that's not important. You know, bookings at, at hotels or, you know, whatever the attractions might be, uh, tours, all of those things you can redo, but, you know, people are really valuable and particularly friends. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you put anything else above human connection, whether you put money or cars or, you know, an ego or whatever it might be, a persona, it's always going to feel hollow. It's, it's, it's about connection and being understood and understanding others. And as soon as that is out of priority, then um, things will start to suffer. suffer. Yeah. Oh, let's say, like, uh, some silly case, but let's say, like, um, your uh, your hotel is booked fully booked, but you know your friend with the manager, and he or she will give you a room, right? You will use this not use this friendship, but like you know you know what I mean. Like let's say use this friendship. So do you have like something like that? Um, yeah, yeah, I can think of one. Uh, I visited Israel. Uh, it was around Christmas time. And, uh, and through this person I knew, they invited me to stay at a property that they owned. Uh, and so I managed to travel there and um, stay there for a few days. And I wasn't planning on doing that. But um, because of that, then I managed to see some other really cool things uh, and experience some other cool things I would no, never have done otherwise, like going to um, Bethlehem on Christmas Eve and uh, got to experience, you know, some Christmas celebrations there, um, which is, you know, pretty unique, I think. Um, and it all sort of one thing sort of connects to the other and would have never got there without um, just accepting an invitation to uh, stay somewhere through someone I had met on the travels. Yeah. Good. Okay. So next card is me. Five again. Okay. Five. Wow. Brown okay. cards are popular. So it says, think of an historical character. Imagine you are him or her right now. How would you be living your life? So someone that I uh, appreciate, I value is uh, Leonardo da Vinci. This is my okay. historical character. And let's see. And spirituality. Hmm. How, would I, how would I live my life if I would be Leonardo da Vinci in spirituality? <laughs> That's interesting. Um, Leonardo da Vinci is an interesting character. I 
think yeah he was pretty like spirit, spiritual in this uh, in this case like uh, he believed a lot uh, in in the imagination in the power of your brain and there is this uh, right now called law of attraction or something um but if i would be leonardo da vinci how would i live my life only my life um i think not worry that much uh and uh, learn to be more um peaceful and to I would say not so much attached to the circumstance. Like you see before starting this podcast and, you know, before the coronavirus, the business was working, like we were doing events and um, it worked. I also successfully found your Kickstarter, it worked. After the coronavirus, we tried everything, it didn't work. So uh, now thank God with this podcast, it works. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I was like so frustrated and so angry and like I... I was almost every day like looking at what should I do, what should I do. You know, like, things were not going as as I wanted to be, and uh, the impact was like also in, in all areas of my life: health, love in my romantic, uh, my romantic partner, uh, family. I, I, you know, I didn't share my problems, so I was um, angry and frustrated. And yeah. if I would be Leonardo da Vinci, yeah, that's that's what I, I would do. I would be more like peaceful, more calm, and just i think it's about wait and respond like wait for things to show up instead of like push through you know like everyone say you need to push through push through and then hit the wall and break your head <laughs> oh. so yeah. that's a great answer thank you so i uh, hear you kind of connect um from this spirituality angle and um and so i'm, I'm interested about how you see him as a peaceful sort of character. Uh, I've traveled to Italy and I was, I'm fascinated by him um, as a historical character. And the accomplishments that he's made, I don't think there's anyone in history that comes close to his degree of creativity and ingenuity from engineering to uh, art to a whole bunch of different things. He was very um, prolific. He, he did a lot of things within his lifetime. Yeah. Um, and you know some of the things that we know now are like, He's known for um, Mona Lisa painting, but there's so many inventions that he's created. I was fascinated. I, I knew that he was you know, a, big, a great inventor, but until I went there and saw all the machines uh, up close with the sort of things he did and where he spent his time, uh, it was, you know, it was beyond, uh, you know, you can read stories or you can hear things on TV or in a documentary or whatever, but until you actually see all of the prints and the plans and the drawings that he did, He's quite a remarkable character. So um, I'm, I'm curious. I, I, I kind of, it struck me as a very detailed, orientated person. Um, so in terms of spirituality, it, it really brings up a different side of him as a historical character. Uh, so I'm curious about that, um, how that uh, specifically um, resonates with you. How do you feel like he would have been, like if, you, if he was alive today, and you were going to have a spiritual discussion with him. What What do you think the conversation might go like? What are the topics that you talk about? What are you passionate in life? <laughs> do you think he would play the, the game? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think he would love the game. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I see Leonardo da Vinci as someone who, you know, um, I call him the jack of all trades. As you said, like he tried, uh, not he tried, he actually he did like successfully uh, painting, uh, engineering, biology. Um, 
I think also literature, right? He wrote things, so um, everything, right? And what I see that is like it's passion. So everything that he has done is just passion. So probably he will come to me and will say, hey, what are you doing? Are you passionate about? If not, then don't do it. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, struck, he's always struck me as a very uh, meticulous person. Um, from his planning, he obviously had a very strong creative drive and uh, he would work at something until he got it done. And whether it took him, you know, a year or two years, he would try new things, he would experiment. But I think that kind of would probably relate to his spirituality as well. I was fascinated in Milan, um, going to the chapel where he painted the last, um, the last Supper. And I guess a lot of people don't realise it, but the way he painted it, he didn't use normal paints. He used a combination of substances which were based with egg, like the eggs that we eat. Um, he mixed the egg and some colours together and painted it on the wall, which was, you know, very unusual for the time. But he was trying to experiment with, um, yeah. with his art form. And it didn't pay off. It actually was a failure because his painting started to fade and peel after he finished it. So it had to be constantly touched up and fixed up on a regular basis. So he kind of strikes me as a person that is willing to go out on a limb. So I think from a spirituality, he would also be you know, willing to go beyond what is the sort of common belief of the time and sort of look a little bit further. So I think it kind of has a common thread with yourself in that. Would you, would you agree? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, you see, like, he, exactly as you say, he tried, he, he didn't succeed, but I think that's the thing. Like, if you try, at least you know you did it, right? So that's how, I think that's how he was able to, to master all of this, because he tried. And in business, yeah. the same. Like, right now, the same we're doing. If, if, if we don't try, like, if I wouldn't try to do a podcast and I would be in my head and say, oh, what should I do? Maybe I should not do this, I should do that. Without trying it, there is nothing. It's just an idea. It's like it's, it's nothing, right? If there is no business. There is no um, nothing in the world. And that's yeah. what, what that's what I believe Leonardo da Vinci did too. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's, that's it. True. It's great if, if you don't try, you will never understand, um, you know, what is and what can be improved. Yeah, very good. Awesome. Cool. Well done. Okay, so it was a really deep game today. <laughs> I like it. Good. Thank you for this, Josh. Let's complete the game with the acknowledgement card. Okay, Josh. So basically in this uh, part, everyone will acknowledge you for something that you have done in the round. So I would, uh, I'm acknowledging you, Josh, for your... Um, I acknowledge you for your curiosity. I can see that you're very curious in discovering and experiencing um, new things in life, a new new way to you know to, to better understand yourself and others. And last but not least, I want to acknowledge you for being committed and see see this as like like you value the human connection and, and valuing others and being uh, being with people. So I acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's very kind. <laughs> and I would like to acknowledge you as well. I can see. Yeah, like Drew, there's a very strong drive or a tenacity uh, where, like you're saying, you've tried something uh, and it didn't work the way you wanted, so you, you changed and then you tried again. 
and there is a, a sense of not giving up, even if there's frustrations or setbacks. Um, you use your creativity and, and you don't just you know, take no for an answer, which is great because I think the world needs a lot more of that um, because people give up far too easily. Um, and it's because of those, um, you know, people with that tenacity, just like you, is, you know, we can take for granted so many things that we uh, have in our lives every day. Edison's a perfect example of the light bulb uh, because he didn't give up after the first failure or the second failure or the tenth failure or the, you know, hundredth failure. And, um, and so you never know what you will be creating at the time. It's only when you look back, then you can really measure what has been done. So who knows what this board game will do? I have no idea, but I, I love the concept and I think it brings out the best in people. So well done for doing that. I acknowledge you. Thank you. Thank you, Angadat. And yes, like my, my mantra says, you can do whatever you want if you want to do it. It's as, as simple as it's that. Like, if you want to do everything, I believe you can do everything. It's not about, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to believe, oh, I can't draw, I don't have talent, right? BS. Like, really, you can do whatever you want if you really want to do it. If you put the energy there, you can master anything in the world. I believe that. I know. I try. <laughs> so, yeah. I, and I think an important part. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> master this game. That's a pretty good accomplishment. I think, I think it's important to have this balance between um, being discontent, which drives us forward and helps inspire us, but at the same time also being content with where we are. And there's this kind of uh, a balancing act. And if it's too much of one thing, not enough of the other, then things will feel strained. Great. So, congratulations, Josh. I win a car. All right. Hey, I told you you won something. You have finished the game. Thank you for playing the Fultura game. Well, thank you for letting me play. It's the first time for me. How was for you? <laughs> I'm really curious. How was the experience for you? It's cool. It's a great idea. I'm a big fan of tri Trivial Pursuit. So it kind of has a similar feel to it with the card colors and the board and the circle in the middle. So, yeah, it's a real fun game. I like it. Yeah, and what did you like the most? You're very creative. You, and it brings out, I think it brings out you know, the best in people and it really makes people think when they play the game. Um, which, you know, we all can really do a lot more of that. There's far too much time not being conscious, not being mindful, a considerable lack of awareness. Uh, you see it every time you turn on the TV or listen to the news. Um, so I think this game helps promote that, which in a very non-confrontational kind of way. Uh, you don't even realise that you're doing it until you're already into it. So I think that's a, it's a very um, clever other way i think the right word is disarming it doesn't come across as shoving things down people's throat but it lets the discussion unfold naturally so yeah you've done a great job on it thank you thank you and that's a, that's our commitment we want to basically connect people and strengthen relationships that's what the game is about and on the same time to we say tap into the full potential so that's what it is and thank you for you know saying sublimely like you said <laughs> so yeah Good. Josh, I want to ask you something now. For our audience that are really, really, really curious, right? What is one mindset, Josh, that you had 
one successful mindset that you had? What is one successful behavior that you had? And what is one aspect of your lifestyle that made you who you are now? All right. Start with the first one. Uh, the remind me again. Successful mindset, successful behavior, and life. The mindset, I think, uh, a mindset that I had grown up with, which I didn't realize was a mindset of scarcity, um, that there was never enough, that, you know, it was sort of coming from a position of fear, that there wasn't enough money or there wasn't enough, you know, food or there wasn't enough... um, whatever it was, whatever the, the, the asset was. And as I managed to undo those uh, thought patterns, I had to, you know, come to the realisation that we live in a universe of abundance. Uh, there's more than enough of everything that we need in this planet if we're wise with it um, in this universe. So um, having a, a mindset that, you know, everything's okay, everything will work out, uh, it takes away that, that element of fear. Um, and so the second one was behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Um, behavior, it kind of goes a little bit in line with that, which is, um, it sounds a little bit weird maybe, but being content with discomfort. Uh, and I was just talking about this recently, that... Um, too often, I think particularly in Western culture, we are told you get whatever you want that makes you most comfortable and that's a good thing. And you can just, you know, whether it's food or whether it's a comfortable couch from Ikea or whether it's a certain outfit, you just go, oh, I just want to buy an outfit, so I'll buy an outfit. And you just, you just take in, take in, take in, whatever you want, whenever you want. And you can be perfectly content, but there is never... Uh, any kind of resistance, it's, everything can be very, very easy. Uh, we create our own dramas from, from this overconsumption, but it's, we're never really trained to how to be comfortable and used to discomfort and recognize what it's for. Because um, we're, you know, I don't want to be hungry, so I'm gonna eat a lot of food, but never finding that kind of really healthy balance. So I think a behavior would be, um, that I've, I've found has been very helpful for me is learning where there is a healthy kind of um, discomfort and understanding what it's for because uh, discomfort, say, in our bodies can tell us, oh, something's wrong, there's a health problem. But if we're just, you know, completely oblivious to that, uh, we, we're not listening to our own bodies, we're not listening to our souls or our spirits. And, and so having a closer connection to people around us, you know, to ourselves, to our environment, um, you, have to, you have to have a certain level of discomfort in order to recognise what things are, what the triggers are. Um, so I guess that's been, for me, very beneficial. And I, I don't really find that a lot of people talk about it because it doesn't sound exciting. You know, you can have your own car, you can do this, you can do that. And, you know, we appeal to the self, but to say, no, actually it's good for you to feel discomfort because then you actually appreciate what you've got when you do have it and things are going well. And the third item, remind me. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Lifestyle that made you who you are now. 
I think um, for quite a while I've been very mindful of my environment because we're often encouraged to think that we are an individual. We are a flesh bag, as I would call it. We, we're a body, we're this somehow disconnected, independent thing from the world around us, from our culture, from you know, family, friends, the whole earth. And I think over time I've come to realise that we are so intrinsically connected in every way, um, in it, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally, uh, whatever way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, part of that outworking and, and expression of that um, would be just over a year ago is I've changed to a plant-based diet, a vegan diet. And um, I think that has really made a really big uh, help for me. It's been uh, a big change. Obviously, health-wise, there's, um, uh, I'm much healthier now than I ever have been in my whole life. Um, Weight-wise, I sort of haven't got as pretty much excess fat anymore. Um, uh, easier to exercise and walk and go further, better stamina. Um, and it's just helped me to better appreciate um, not only my own health and the body that I have to look after, but also made me stop and think about the environment and how I could have uh, an impact, a positive impact. Uh, because often we look at TV or documentaries or read articles and go, oh, you know, there's so many problems with the world. The environment particularly is in bad shape and it's only getting worse. And, um, and we think, you know, it's too big of a problem. We can't get everyone to agree on these big measures. But realistically, what we can do, every single person as an individual can decide what they put on their plate and what they eat. And to me, it sort of got to that point where I thought, you know, I'm not willing to make excuses. I'm not willing to go, oh, you know, I'm used to eating a certain way. You know, it's, it's you know, difficult or it's challenging. Um, I thought, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not making any more excuses for that. I'm going to uh, make a significant change. And doing so, it's helped me in ways I didn't expect it. Um, having a clearer mind, um, who would have thought of that? You know, eating a lot of dairy and eggs and meat, it does things to the brain that, you know, it just doesn't perform at peak levels. So I find now I wake up in the morning with more energy. And, um, I don't think anyone can really cram a plant-based diet down your throat. You can't go, oh, look, it's a really inspiring person on Instagram said, eat you know, a plant-based diet. So because it's cool, I'm going to do it. That's just really not a good enough reason because what you feel like is that you're having something taken away from you. But when it comes to a point where you understand health, what it does to your body, when you understand what it does to other animals in terms of making them suffer, in terms of the environment, the huge benefits that it can have. Um, and you have to sort of wade through misinformation and, and things like that. But for me personally, I think it's been a, something that's, you know, radically changed and the, sort of the bigger impact that it has in the yeah. world, not only for the you world. as an individual, but like the action that you took has the biggest impact in the world. Absolutely. I don't know how many animals I've saved by eating a plant-based diet. It would have to be a lot. Mm. Um, and it seems like, you know, not everyone else is doing it. So it's not going to, you know, change the entire planet overnight. But um, I feel like I'm doing something and I'm not shoving it down other people's throats. I do write some content about it and publish that. So if someone's interested, they can uh, find out a bit more. But 
Um, I don't think that, you know, vegans happen to be known for being quite judgmental. There's a reputation associated with it. And I'm trying to do the exact opposite, which is not force anyone to do anything. But if they are interested and they are considering, why do I have these health problems? Maybe take a look at the food you put in your mouth. And just because, you know, everyone in society says that that's perfectly normal or you see an advert on TV, you know, eat red meat. Um, ask the question, where did that come from? Who's paying for that ad? Who is the, where's the bias coming from? Mm. And uh, those sort of questions. Um, and I feel like just general questioning mindset in a healthy way is uh, been something that has drastically uh, helped me grow as an individual. And, you know, eating a plant-based diet is, is part of that. Definitely. And it's part of your success, like the entire um, the packaging. Okay, Josh, after this fountain of wisdom that you give us here, tell us, where can people find more about you? All right. Yeah, if you want to uh, find out a little bit more about uh, what I'm doing, uh, the best place would be our website, which is foreverbreak.com. That's foreverbreakoneword.com. Uh, I'm also on uh, Instagram, uh, the username foreverbreak, on Facebook, the foreverbreak, and on Twitter, foreverbrk, because it's short and it fits on Twitter. Uh, but if you head to the website, um, that's probably the best place to start and have a look under the page called Inspiration on the menu and you'll find our podcast. And I highly recommend uh, everyone listening to this podcast. Obviously, you're already listening to podcasts and this is a great one, but you know, t- take on some more information, uh, different perspectives and um, different kinds of content. There's no, there's no board games, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> we, we cover different topics. and. Uh, and it's really quite fascinating. And, and even though I helped um, create it as the executive producer, uh, as I was listening to the recordings of every interview, I was learning so much and gaining so much. And it was just an amazing experience. So I know that anyone who kind of goes through season one and listens to all 14 episodes, you can't be the same person by the end of it. Uh, it's just simply, it blows your mind. And um, I'm not saying that because I'm particularly biased. It just so happens to have turned out that way. And, uh, you know, we've all put in uh, a lot of effort to create that. And um, I think it's going to help a lot of people. So might as well make the most of it. So, yeah, uh, foreverbreak.com. People can go onto the website and um, your Facebook, anything. Yeah, they can find more about it. Thank you so much, Josh. Anything else you want to say before we complete this? It's been a pleasure. I enjoy the game and the chat, Alexandra. uh, And you're a great guy as well. So. This is a really uh, fascinating experience. I've loved it. Thank you. And thank you for being here. And thank you for, you know, uh, contributing to us and creating an amazing experience for, you know, for our audience. Yeah. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to to this episode. This is the sixth episode of the Voltura Game Show. My name is Alessandro. I was your host today with Josh here, our guest. I hope you liked this episode as much as we did. And uh, yes, please feel free to um, rate it five stars and share it. Share it with your friends, family, dogs, animals, and vegan people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And yes. And uh, looking forward to connect with you again. Thank you, George. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. In the next episode of the Voltura Game Show, you will meet Kim. Kim has more than 15 years of experience in coaching many of North America's most respected leaders in shifting their thinking in order to yield extraordinary results. See you in the next episode.